Hi guys, this is Erica Weston with Fox Sports Midwest, and you're listening to my favorite St. Louis Blues hockey podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. ready to hear some noise tonight you're just seconds away from let's go blues radio all over the hockey universe No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Nice onesie. Is it coming men's? Oh, I think you coming men enough for all of us. And anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Welcome to Season 8, Episode 52 of Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey podcast. We're broadcasting live on Wednesday, February 12, 2020. This is franchise episode number 238 all-time. Your hosts and our yours truly, Kurt Price, Bill Day, and Jeff Ponder. And for your listening pleasure, for the next little while, we'll be talking Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues hockey. To interact with the show on social media, you can follow the show on Twitter at LGB Radio. My handle is at Kurt Price, Bill's is at Billy Blue Note, and Jeff's is at Ponder 94 You can follow us on Instagram, like us on the Facebook, and, of course, our YouTube channel, where the show is broadcast live each week. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe so you'll get notifications uh, before the show goes live each week so you don't miss a thing. Uh, for those of you watching live uh, on the show on YouTube right now, you can comment in the live chat uh, on my left on the screen, uh, which would be your right. The website is letsgoblues.com where you can comment or watch past episodes, browse the fan discussion forum, as well as get some cool St. Louis Blues themed T-shirts uh, that do help support the show. And if you do us a favor see something that you like that we put out there on social media or even one of our shows, uh, share it. Post the links uh, to uh, in blues groups uh, uh, or wherever uh, because the more people that see our show, uh, the more we grow and the more we can offer everyone. Um, we really appreciate it. Uh, gentlemen, before we do in the announcements and things, how are you guys? Uh, well, I think there's one thing Somber? that... There's one that every one of us wants to talk about, something important. I think that is... Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, I forgot about that completely. Oh, my God. Did you guys watch it? Did you first? watch the XFL? No. Part of it. I no. watched it. Part of it. No. I enjoyed I, it. I I watched, like, I don't, less I, than 20 quarters of football the entire NFL season. I'm not going to watch XFL. I mean, I'm just, I'm not a football guy. That's fine. For one. That's, that's fine. fine. That's fine. In and terms I don't of football, I think it was fine. Not I bad. thought it was fine. Better I mean, than the last was, go round. It's, it's, it's not unlike watching college football. Uh, maybe a step above, you know, so. I mean, I like fine. the, I like the idea, you know, you know, a faster paced, you know, fewer stoppage game. Uh, yeah. Overall, but, there's so many things on it. But, I, yeah, I mean, whatever. <laughs> Will it last three years? Because they say they have enough money for three years of the league. Yeah. That's that's the question. Yeah, Jimmy I mean, Anderson anyway. says, we'll "Call." Yeah. Uh, anyway, Jesus. <laughs> uh, we have a uh, giveaway that uh, we'll just uh, get this out of the way. 
Um, we started it uh, yesterday, day before, something like that. Um, uh, we have a all-star game rally towel and a uh, blues stag beer mashup stickers uh, combo giveaway to give away. Let me grab a sticker here. These are the uh, stickers that will be given away. So right there, as you see it on the screen on YouTube, if you're on the podcast, trust me, they look cool. They're blue and yellow and or blue and gold and look like a stag beer logo, but they say blues instead. It's like a mashup. It's, theme. it's, a, it's, a, it's cool. I see anyway, what you did there. Yeah. And, of course, the All-Star Game rally towels that uh, were given away. And we have one of those to give away as well. So, And Jeff has a sticker as well. I do. So to do that, to enter to win uh, that cool stuff, uh, go to the letsgoblues.com website. Click on the forums link. And there's a thread in there uh, uh, with details about the contest. So uh, follow the instructions there and post uh, basically a story about uh, your favorite blues moment, how you became a blues fan, your favorite player, anything really you want to do. Uh, and we will pick a winner from inside that thread, and then we'll announce it on this show on February 26th, on this live show. And then we'll uh, uh, contact the winner within the forum. So uh, register on the forum, post something, and then wait. (laughs) Or post some more. in the day, the forum was the place to be for Blues fans, and I think we can make that day great again. (laughs) Or something like that. (laughs) Make, uh, how do you say MAGA with an F. Make the forum great again. Is that how does that work? Mafaga. <laughs> Mafaga. <laughs> let's, let's go ahead and not make sure that catches on. <laughs> Hashtag Mafaga. <laughs> I, I think that's better than the original. Quite uh, honestly, yeah, it, it's it's debatable. Uh, so a uh, friend of the show, uh, Tom Calhoun, was inducted into the St. Louis Sports Hall of Fame on Monday night. That's pretty cool. How many St. Louis Sports Hall of Famers have we had in this show? One. Is that right? One? I don't know. One? Just one, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Nobody else is in, right? Uh, that's that's an excellent question. I think I think it's just the I'm one. I'm going to say yeah, one. Just Tom I think, Calhoun. I think, I think Herbs is too young. Yeah. Yeah, he'll too, get in eventually. Too new on the scene. Yeah. Even though he's been here for he what, has been 15 here a long years time. now. I think if he does another five, ten years, oh, isn't I mean, easy. Well, I think and he's in no matter what. Just yeah. you know, I mean, he did yeah. call the like uh, the Blues winning the Stanley Cup. Right, he, he did. It's pretty iconic. Mm-hmm. No, Curbs uh, is great. Uh, so that was uh, that was that was good. Congratulations, Tom Calhoun. That was uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, the official beers of episode number two thirty eight. Bill. You've got you have a you have a can of something. I have a can of something. I have a can of Oscar Blues. It's very dark. Pretty dark. Ten fifty. Yeah, it's it's a a dark like they they went for an etched feeling hmm. on it. Um, not that it's etched at all, but the uh, the imagery is feels seems etched. I think I've had that. Yeah, it's a yeah barrel aged ten fifty Imperial Stout. It's uh, a heavy beer for heavy conversation, <laughs> as I said tonight. I like it. I like uh, it. Jeff. Jeff, what do you got? It's a theme. Yeah. Yeah. So I got a kind of a heavier one as well. Um, it is a, uh, uh, I think, Bill, last time I had this, you corrected me on how I said it. Uh, Polaner Munchen. All fruit? You drink, you've eaten all fruit? <laughs> Wait, let me stage left, camera right. Polaner? Pol- uh, yeah. Pol- Polaner. Yeah. Salvatore, you, you, uh, you, double bock. 
What yeah. what is it, Bill? Go ahead, Bill. Come on, Bill. You Dop- got it right. Doppel- you got, got it right. right. All right. That's what Kurt I appreciate. Was, isn't it was misleading you. Isn't it Doppelbach? Well, it's Doppelbach, huh? but they yeah. spell it on right. here the American way, Dop- Doppelbach. Because <laughs> Doppelbach is, is it D-O-P-P-E-L? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, Kurt, 0 for 2. Why don't you just shut her down for no, the night? No, not 0 for 2. I'm just I was, I'm going with the way the, the origination of it. I mean, well, if it you want to be a cool beer connoisseur, a beer connoisseur, it if you want to go with the origins, on it's there. And if you would have let me finish, can I finish, <laughs> I would have no. said Doppelbach, or as they say in Germany, Doppelbach. But you didn't let me finish. Sure. Sure. I said, sure. hey, play the tape back. Last time I had a beer like this, I did that exactly. So... <laughs> I think so we had the same it. conversation. We might have. I think we had the same I conversation. Don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? We drink a lot. Uh, but anyway, this beer is fantastic. Um, I think you can only find it. I've only been able to find it at um, Friar Tuck, uh, but I'm sure you can find other places, other establishments here in St. Louis. It's a good heavy beer. Um, as I said on Twitter, skipped dinner tonight. So um, this is something that kind of helps fill me up a little bit. It's nice to have a chewy beer every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Keith Price uh, in YouTube chat says, what is the difference between a double and a single box? Twice as many box. That's true. Um, <laughs> it, 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 he's an educator. <laughs> he, he can't get simple math. Come on, Keith. Uh, my, my beer is uh, local, Schlafly. Uh, the original craft beer in St. Louis. Um, uh, Mexican-style chocolate stout, which uh, I'm... Quite the fan of. There it is on screen, and that's that's out of the uh, stout bout. Yeah, it is out of stout this bout. year. Yep, and you you can't. I, I I wish you could buy like a six pack of that stuff, but I don't think you can buy a six pack of just this. If you go to the beery, well, yeah, I'm you likely you could. can. Yeah, but not at the schnooks. Not at the schnookses. Mm. But uh, it's good. I, I like it. It's good. I, I enjoy Mexican. Uh, I enjoy the uh, the extra kick there with the uh, the chili the pepper. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, a little bit. Have you had a Braxis? I had that on a few weeks. Have I? A month ago. No, I, I, eh. no, I don't think I have. That's like no. you know the uh, the standard bearer for Mexican chocolate stouts in they, the St. Louis market. They had it on draft at uh, Wangang in Edwardsville a few like a month ago. Abraxas? No, uh, oh, no Mexican. The, that one? Chocolate stout, yeah. Do you, do you want to know? You can actually get some Abraxas right, right here in our very little small town. Mm-hmm. The four zero quick stop has it. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Huh. I don't know where that's at. It's at. It's <clears throat> it's on forty, so it's the four zero. The four zero, you can get a two four there. <laughs> Got it. I'll just drive down Detroit. forty and look for it. Uh, our uh, friend of the show, STL Blues History, uh, did not. At least when I researched this this afternoon, he did not did not post any. Uh, uh, he did blues not blues history yeah. moments for today. Uh, he just said St. Louis Blues history for February 12th doesn't matter today. What matters is thoughts and prayers uh, for Jay Bomeister, his family, his teammates, and the Blues organization. And a shout-out to the NHL for policy and the medical medical personnel involved last night. So that's, We'll uh, get to that, but I yep. think we all echo his sentiments. Yeah, Everyone Very knows strong happened. points. <clears throat> Uh, well, uh, before we get into the meat of the show, the rapid-fire tidbits from around the NHL, uh, Jim Ronick announced today that he will not be returning to NBC. Um, he didn't say the 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 reasons behind that, or he didn't say, like, they fired me. <laughs> he just said he would not be returning, uh, and he didn't seem happy about it. Nope. 
<clears throat> yeah, he yes, was. But I am is actually reporting. He is angry. Oh, <laughs> he was suspended by NBC back in December for sexually inappropriate comments made towards his coworker Catherine Tappan while he was on the Spit and Chicklets podcast. Uh, Ronick did say he won't be gone long and will be back bigger and better than ever, whatever that means. Uh, something Hopefully tells me that- it's it's going to wind up being via um, you know the Spit and Chicklets. Uh, I'm hoping oh. media outlet. Because I don't listen to them, so I would be more than happy for Jeremy Roenick to become bigger and better there, so I don't have to hear him. Yeah, because they're Barstool, right? Yeah, they're Barstool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I, I would imagine Barstool's a Boston thing, Roenick's a Boston thing, he, he got in trouble because he was on their show, that's where he's going to It seems like something Barstool would just swallow up mm-hmm. and just embrace. Um, that's kind of their. <laughs> they actually their uh, require employees to to okay. act that way uh, around women. Um, yep. <laughs> maybe the Blackhawks will hire him. They associate and with nothing. Bobby Hall, so why not? Why not oh, uh, bring Ronick into the mix? Trot them both out we, there for, a, for we, the next outdoor we, game. When Kane retires, he can join them. <sighs> yeah, that'd be a threesome, wouldn't it? Well, Kane, it would Ronick, and Hall, Bobby Hall. Could out you there, imagine uh, golfing with those guys? Uh, yeah, be like spend a day at the of, links with them. It'd yeah. be like it'd uh, be like uh, hanging out with your with your uh, friend who is older but still acts like a, a immature asshole, yep. and you're like Jesus Christ, dude, come on. Mm-hmm. Now I will say that uh, I have said this on the show before. I do not and will not listen to Spit and Chicklets. I, I, uh, it's nothing to do with the hosts. I think honestly, they probably do have a good show. Paul Bissonette, Ryan Whitney, two guys I think that are very comedic and. Obviously, know the game very well. Uh, I will never listen, though, and I because I refuse to associate with anything that is barstool sports. So um, I'm sure it's a great show. I'm sure what Ronick said at the time was probably funny while it was being recorded, but I refuse to listen to a word of that show. So if he joins them again, great. That way, I don't have to hear you anymore. Because uh, and, and you know, I don't even want to completely blame Ronick. The role they put him in with NBC, I mean, my God. Hey, I'm going to interview a fan from the Red Wings and a fan from the Blackhawks. And guess what? They're married. (laughs) Here we go, guys. I mean, that's the kind of shtick he did, and it was awful. It was never good. Celebrity roving reporter, it, it, it it was tired shtick when they first did it. Yep. Um, the, uh, coronavirus, uh, is causing the NHL to, uh, experience a hockey stick shortage. Uh, hockey equipment companies, Bauer and CCM make custom sticks for uh, custom sticks for a combined 75% of NHL players. The Boston Globe reported citing statistics from equipment tracker GearGeek.com. Both companies make their customized sticks at factories in China. Uh, NHL equipment managers are facing a major shortage of custom-made hockey sticks. NBA, NBC sports analyst Pierre McGuire said during a broadcast of the Buffalo Sabres uh, Detroit Red Wings game last Thursday, at least one NHL team purportedly uh, enacted a one-stick per game policy for players to stretch their supply. How awful would that be? Pareko would be in up shit creek. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> By the way, can we just let's not glance over the fact that. There was a national broadcast game of the Red Wings and Sabers. Yeah, good job, yeah. NBC. Well, that 
Well, you know what? Buffalo gets fantastic ratings, and so does Detroit. But I'll tell you, we may have just promoted it more than NBC did. <laughs> because, uh, I, I didn't know that game was on telly. I saw, it, I saw it on social media before I saw it on, on TV. Uh, yeah, and, and this is kind of funny and awful at the same time. But, uh, oh, boy, what is it, Kurt? No, I was saying Jimmy Johnson, uh, Jimmy Anderson in the uh, YouTube chat. Jimmy Johnson's? Uh, he's yeah, watching? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, recent uh, inducting into the Hall of, Hall of Fame. All right, Welcome uh, to the Hall of Fame, Jimmy. Football Hall of Fame. Uh, let's be honest, the virus should be called the Kung Flu. <laughs> that is awful. Oh, wah, wah. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> And you know, I, I, are you we know, allowed to comment on that? Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't say it. I'm just, I'm just saying what he said. He can, I'll, I can sick the authorities on him. Well, we, we are, we're not. Uh, we're we the endorse. antidote to right. corporate we, speak. We are. So we are. you could, if you wanted to, right. if you wanted to be a dick. You know, they said I'm that the saying. the coronavirus is not uh, as dangerous as the flu, but it goes untreated. But it's the same thing with the flu. Right. And, and untreated, a lot, that's what can happen. A lot of people die from the flu in other countries. Not many people die from it yeah. here. But uh, uh, it's, it's just interesting because it's, it's like a big, huge pandemic uh, scare thing that um, is inherently not uh, any more dangerous than it's, uh, the flu is more prevalent and it's, it's more dangerous. Um, I think it's just because it's new. And uh, they they quarantined. Do you see they, they they quarantined an entire ocean liner? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, off the coast of Japan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and and there were like seventy five cases on board uh, one day, and the next day it doubled. Uh-huh. And they like quarantined the entire ship, and no no one can leave their ship their their, their rooms. Uh, it's quarant- I don't know if it's still that way. Well, it doubled after they quarantined them to their rooms. So I think that by itself it, probably was like you're you're gonna get it. So share it with your bunkmate. But I mean, if you get, it, I mean, if you get it, you, uh, you you deal with it, and you I don't know what they give you for it, but uh, maybe I don't know enough about it to be commenting that much on it. But it, it I just heard that it wasn't as dangerous as the flu, and I'm thinking Kurt only plays a doctor on TV. Well, yeah, I mean, what's the big deal? I mean, it's I mean, you know, come on. Anyway, and I brought this up before the show, but I I, I want to know, you know, to the people watching, listening. Am I the only one that whenever I see the word coronavirus, <laughs> my mind wants to read it carnivorovirus? <laughs> Is it just me? And it's I just it, you. I, I did not I did not go that direction. I went the the beer corona the beer. direction. Yep. I don't know. Maybe me maybe too. it's because I'm not a huge fan of that beer. But no, I'm not yeah. either. Yeah, if I would have, I'm not either. If I would have made that association the does first it, time, does anyone like that beer? I, if, yeah. uh my brother-in-law. I can tell you that much. Hmm. Okay. Mm. I assume a lot of people do. I guess. Uh, last note with the uh, tidbits from the NHL. Over the last 10 games, Ovechkin, Alexander Ovechkin, who is gaining a lot of, and rightfully so, a lot of conversation recently about, uh, you know what? He can, if he, he might challenge Gretzky's goal record. Yeah. Give him like five or six years. And yeah. if he can stay healthy, no significant he, might, injuries. he might do it. Is he, he going to do it? He's got to get like forty. He's got to average like four forty goals a season for the next five six years, something like that. I think it's. I think he has to average something like he has to average forty for the next like three years, and then thirty for the next three years after that, or something. Which I think is completely possible. For if him. I, mean, I mean, the thing is, the way he plays, uh, he does play a more physical style, and I guess 
he's lasted this long without any major injuries, right? I mean, not, not uh, at least not many major injuries. And so I, people keep waiting for him to suffer a uh, major injury, and it doesn't happen. Yeah. I mean, he's he's had some time off here and there, but nothing, nothing, right, nothing like he misses like he's eight had months, his, his six annual All Star break, right? Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His suspension but, for that, but yeah, and you know, it pretends well for him that there's no uh, speculation about a labor stoppage coming up here in twenty two. Yeah, yeah, that's so. true. That's true. Yeah, I. So I mean, I, I mean, I, can he do it? Sure. Um, will he? Hey, he's got to stay healthy. I mean, he's getting older. I, you, I think he will. You get older, and if you stay, I mean, you're just your 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 chances of getting hurt the longer you play. Just you get older, and it increases. I mean, uh, so you just don't know. You, you stay healthy. I, if he stays healthy, I think he will. Um, I think I think even if he takes a step back from some of the physical play, you still put him out there on the power play and just let him unload shots. He's still going to score fifteen, twenty goals just by doing that. Yeah, I. Yeah. I, I think he's got the mindset that he was okay. I'm going to break this record. I'm going to keep playing. Yeah, I, I, I'll yeah. play. I'll play until I'm. For, I'll play until I'm 46. Right, uh, <laughs> and, and they locked up Backstrom for six years. Right, so yeah. he's got his yep. key setup guy. That's true. How, how good can? They, how long can they stay? Right, good and, too. That'll help. And as long as they can keep a right-handed shooting defenseman with puck moving ability at the point, like John Carlson, yeah, set him up Bowie. for those one timers. So uh, anyway, uh, so I'll finish my thought with the topic here. Over the last ten games, Ovechkin has more goals than the entire Red Wings team, and the Red Wings beat the Bruins. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the other note on that. Thank yeah. you, Detroit. Yeah, Take I mean that, uh, John Krasinski. They still have like a seven point lead on us, I think, uh, for the uh, kind of the league, lead. league lead. Yeah, yeah. Well, I because I, I mean. They're the Boston. The Boston lost, but they're playing still fairly well. I mean, right. seven I mean, to three is my last ten. Yeah, they they walked over the Canadians yeah. tonight. Pasternak was unstoppable. Yeah, and the Blues are not playing well. So I mean, right. that's combine those two together, and you're going to lose points in the standings pretty quick. So and it wasn't that long ago the Blues were first overall in the NHL. So that's that's falling. There's by still the time to get back there. Yeah, I, I, yeah, and, and I'm not as concerned about being first overall in the NHL. I don't really, I don't. Like care regular about season doesn't matter. We nah. all know that. No, nah. I, I, I mean, I'd like to see them finish as high as possible in the West, right? Just to get the best, you know, best matchups, whatever. Uh, but uh, first overall in the NHL, I don't care because that that only comes down to the finals if the a team to the beach over there gets there, which is possible. But we'll yeah, see. and what happened the one time the Blues won the President's Trophy? Yeah, <clears throat> here, here's let's uh, talk about that. Here's the thing with the President's Trophy. Is that it gets a bad rap for teams being cursed if they win it. Still, if you win the president's trophy, the the odds that you of winning the cup are still greater than any finishing any other any other position. Yeah, you don't win it. Only a few teams have won it recently, I guess. And the but uh, the, the, only the few teams have, that have won the president's trophy have won the cup in the past so many years. But those are still better percentages than if you finish fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. I mean. I think so. a big part of that is how you finished as the President's Trophy winners. You look at Tampa Bay last year, they had the President's Trophy wrapped up by this time last year. It was pretty much a foregone conclusion. Hey, they're, you know, and they didn't play meaningful games and then they go into the playoffs and get swept. I think if it comes down to the last week, the last 
two games, the last game, then I think you're still competing. You're still playing meaningful games and uh, you're going to go into the first round uh, with, with a little bit of a spark. So I think that's kind of part of why the president's trophy is so cursed because some of these teams just steamroll and don't play meaningful games for two months. I don't think it is cursed though. That's that's my point. I I, I think the, the the if you win the president's trophy, your odds in the past, you know, uh, if you the the odds of winning the cup are better than finishing lower in the standings. I so I I don't know. I want to say more president's trophy winners have won the cup uh, in the past. I don't know how many years than than other slots. Yeah, I guess you. Th- I guess if you win the president's trophy, you think, oh well. Cup favorites, and if they lose four out of the five years, it's like, oh well, they're cursed. But that's still twenty percent of the time the President's Trophy winner wins the cup, which is yeah. pretty good. We should look up. The I stats. don't know if those are the odds or not, but that's... yeah, we should look up the stats and debate this for a yes another time because I I remember hearing that one time and I thought that was interesting. Right. I didn't look up the numbers though, so I don't have that to back it up. But right, that'd be a good that'd be a good conversation for because we're getting if, to the point of the season where it's going to be all talk all the time about playoff yes, push. Yes, yeah, true. If there's any Asian listeners, uh, we do apologize if you're reading the YouTube chat right now. I don't apologize for anything <laughs> YouTube chat. That's that is we do not endorse a darn thing in there. Shit. Do you guys <laughs> want me to sing? You want me to sing what's being said in there right now? I no. I, <laughs> Please no. Those is it just coughs the were fast as lightning. Oh. When they started dying, it was frightening. No, <laughs> no. You spelled spelled coughs wrong, Keith. That's all right. <laughs> Still funny. I got where he was going with that. Oh my god. I, I see. Why that. But you're his brother. Su- you have every right, right to make fun of and him. And why am I not surprised? He's <laughs> the one that's posting the funny lyrics. I'm surprised he didn't make a China joke after I. I mean, a different China joke that yeah. he is, he makes all the time. Yeah. So. Uh, it's coming now. It, it might be. Um, okay. So, uh, Jay Bomeister. Uh, the Blues and Ducks were scheduled to play last night in Anaheim, uh, but the game was stopped in the first period and was postponed due to uh, Jay Bomeister collapsing on the bench immediately uh, after finishing his sixth shift of the game. Uh, the press release from Doug Armstrong after the game last night with uh, was as follows. With 7.50 remaining in the first period of our game tonight, Jay Bowmeister suffered a cardiac episode and collapsed on our bench after completing his shift. Thankfully, with, quick, with a quick response from our medical trainers, Anaheim medical trainers and their team physicians, they were able to stabilize Jay. He was alert and moving all of his extremities as he was transported to UC Irvine Medical Center. Currently, Jay is conscious and alert as he undergoes further testing by Anaheim's physicians. We will update Jay's condition on Wednesday morning. That was last night. Um, they had a press conference. They didn't say much this morning. They had a press conference this afternoon. Didn't change a whole lot. They just said he was doing good. Uh, it, it's, he's Mentioned that his fine. wife was not watching the game, so right. Doug actually called her and yes. told her about it. Which I think they talked about as far as I think Petrangelo may have said or, or, or Armstrong said that it was probably a good thing that uh, he got to explain it to her first and foremost that he was okay uh, and, and the status because otherwise she sees this and she's worried until she hears the news. So right. I guess it's probably better to hear that he's okay first and then he explains what happened maybe. That's how I would have done it. I would think so. I would think yeah. so. Yeah. And he is quick to follow on that, you know, it was also really great for her that it was the dad's trip and his dad was there and they were able to talk directly. And Jeff, you 
tweeted on Twitter last night. Uh, there was a comment made about, oh my gosh, can't believe this happened on dad's night. That's like a tragedy. But you, you commented the other, you, you looked at it on the other side of the coin uh, and how that was probably a good thing, or it, it was a better thing uh, to have the dads there. Like, and you want to talk about that? Yeah. 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 No, I, um, that was, I, and it's funny cause I, uh, uh, mentioned this, this happened. I don't remember who it was, but somebody got hurt. Uh, I want to say it was for the Red Wings last year in their dad's trip. And that was the talk. Oh, what a tragedy for this to happen, you know, during dad's trip. And it's the same thing this time, you know, that was kind of the, the narrative, the talk, uh, amongst, you know, and it was kind of mentioned briefly in the telecast that, you know, oh, feel bad for his dad that he has to witness this. And then it was kind of the talk of Twitter. And I take the opposite stance on it because I look at it as a father. I've got a seven-year-old. And, um, you know, the the instance that I used was somebody who kind of argued me on this was uh, there was a, a time, granted, my, like I said, my, I've, my son's not fully grown. He's not a professional hockey league player. But uh, there was a situation where he fell out of his chair and uh, got a real bad gash on the back of his head. He had to get stitches. And I got called while I was at work, and they said, hey, uh, your son fell. Uh, he's bleeding pretty bad. Uh, you need to come take him to the hospital. Every second that I wasn't with him until I got to the school was torture. It Every second was worse than the previous second. And I just thought, I need to get my ass there. I'm flying down 270, going 85 miles an hour to get there. My wife's doing the same thing, coming from her job. Um, it was just torture. I, I, and, I, same, and, hey, same thing. It, yeah, and it's just, you know, I, and again, I know he's a grown man. His dad, you know, he knows the, 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 the kind of stuff that could happen to somebody who does this profession. But as, as bad as it was to look down and not see a number 19 hovered around the crowd – and say, oh, my God, that might be Jay. Um, I bet he was ecstatic. I mean, I, I don't want to say ecstatic. I don't want to say happy. But you know what I mean? He he was like, well, at least I'm here. I can go He's, down there. I yeah. can see him. I can hold his hand. I can tell him I love him. And and for me, that is priceless. And, and then uh, somebody else had brought up, too, the fact that the other dads being there, you know, the teammates. We're going to talk about Vince Dunn. Yeah. They're the teammates – dads are there so they're able to comfort those guys because they need it right now they they can comfort each other but having their dads there too that was huge that's what i was going to uh, comment on was the other players uh having their dads there was because these are the, these some of these players are 21 22 23 24 years old they're they're kid they're essentially kids uh and it's robert and, thomas yeah and, and they're, they're they haven't i mean they haven't experience this kind of thing it's 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 a traumatic thing to see and witness and they've got their dads there to kind of talk with and and talk them through and it's it's a it was a very good thing for the dads to be there uh and i'm I'm sure and like you said that your son uh was in an accident and you were it was a hell uh, until you got there same thing my daughter was in an accident i was i was crossing jb bridge going to south county and i got a call uh that my daughter had fallen and gashed her, her her lip very badly and so i uh, and I, they were taken to the emergency room and i turned around and bolted home and traffic was terrible and it was i don't know half an hour before i got there and it was just it was it was agonizing because i'm my your mind races does certain things and you're like how bad could it be you know i got a phone call and and, and it's like they're, they're hysterical on the phone 
and mm-hmm. it, it and I mean there was stitches involved, but it really ended up being okay, and it was fine. It turned out fine, but it was yeah that you you would rather be there as a as a parent. Yep. It's it's something that you just you want to be there for. There's no way in hell you'd rather have your mind going off on tangents as far as what you think the worst or you think really yep. bad things. It's just the way it, it's just the way it goes. Well, and, and I, I'm not sure what the parents' situation is if if the mother's still around or not, Jay's mother, but. I'm sure it was good for her when she found out, oh, my God, that's Jay. You know, Jay's the one that's down. He's the one that's getting carted off. I'm sure it was a little comforting for her to know, well, hey, at least his dad's there. At least he's he can call me, give me updates. He can put him on the phone with me once he's in the ambulance, um, you know, which I'm sure they did. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's just, I don't know. To take the other side of that was confusing for me, and I, I get it. I get yeah. that. Your first thought I, I, is nobody wants to witness this right. with their kids, but I at agree. the same time, I would rather witness it than not witness it. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I, the initial reaction for me too was, "Oh my gosh, how awful!" The dads are there to see this. That was my yeah. initial, and I, I, that's probably what almost that's probably what a lot of people thought. But then, if you think about it, just if you just think about it for a minute or two, you're like, oh wait a second, no, that's that's a good thing that they're there. Um, the uh, doctors and trainers. Uh, after the uh, right after he collapsed, used uh, they did use an AED on Bowmeister, which is an uh, automated external defibrillator. Uh, it's a device that is present in just about every sports arena for emergencies uh, like the one that happened to Bowmeister. Uh, you probably heard a lot of people saying uh, that they used paddles last night. The, that was not true. Modern AED, AEDs have patches that attach to the body, not paddles. Uh, but uh, like they, they say, they rub them together and say clear. That wasn't what happened. Um, <laughs> from the movies. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, stop watching ER. <laughs> right, I know, right? Um, yeah, I do believe they still have those, but that's not that's not what they used uh, in this case. Um, AEDs are programmed to administer a shock uh, only when needed, so they're pretty smart. Uh, defibrillators are devices that restore normal heartbeat. Uh, so I, I, I really want to fill people in on something that, you know, they've heard a lot of terms and uh, what could have happened and what uh, uh, he may have had. And so I kind of go over this, and I when I looked this up today, I was, uh, it was it was educational for me, and it helped me understand the situation a little bit more. And let's so pa- let's also make sure people understand that there is no inside information here. We know as much no. as you do if you watch Doug Armstrong's press conference. Right. This is just Kurt doing some research and uh, sharing About- it with Bill and I, and we all kind of agreed. Okay, let's let's bring this up on the show so that way people kind of understand uh, what this possibly could be. What a um, uh, what we all believe is a good possibility this was. Uh, so defibrillators are devices that restore a normal heartbeat by sending an electronic pulse or a shock to the heart. Uh, they are used to correct an arrhythmia, which is a heartbeat that is uneven or that is too slow or too fast. It's quite possible, um, that it, it's, it's logical to, based on the information we have to think that this was, that he had this. Um, he had a ventricular fibrillation, which is uh, VFib for short. Um, it's an emergency. It's an emergency condition that requires immediate medical attention. It causes the person to collapse within seconds uh, of having it, and it's the uh, the most frequent cause of sudden cardiac death. So, emergency treatments uh, include uh, cardiopulmonary resuscitation, which is CPR, uh, and also shocks to the heart with an AED, which is the defibrillator. Uh, loss of consciousness is the most common sign of ventricular fibrillation or VFib. So this type of arrhythmia is a medical emergency and is very life-threatening. Um, so that and you know based on what that says, what 
we've looked up. Um, it sounds like that's what happened. I mean, obviously there's some overlap with some of these things and he could have had something else, but I mean, it wouldn't surprise us if that's what he, uh, had, um, factors, you know, that may increase your risk of VFib. So people might be asking, why did this happen? Why did this happen? Um, and they did, they haven't said anything about this yet. And they said that, uh, they're doing more tests, uh, a barrage of tests, trying to find out what may have caused this. So, if Bo Meester did suffer from VFib, uh, according to Mayo Clinic, these are some things that could have caused it. Um, a previous heart attack, which I don't think we're privy to. If he had one, I, I doubt that's the case. Um, a heart defect that you're born with, uh, congenital heart disease maybe, uh, which, I mean, maybe. Uh, heart muscle disease, possibly. Um, injuries that cause damage to the heart muscle, such as electrocution. Uh, uh, use of illegal drugs such as cocaine or methamphetamine, significant electrolyte abnormalities such as with potassium or magnesium. So those are the, uh, I guess, maybe the six most common maybe uh, factors that may increase your risk of uh, uh, suffering from VFib. So, and a lot of those, like you mentioned, the, the cardiomyopathy, that's, that's more common than people realize, I think, and the heart defect, the, the congenital con- – I can never say that word. Con- congenital? Am I <laughs> saying that right? Congenital. <laughs> congenital heart, heart disease. disease. Yeah. 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 Um, and, heart disease uh, is the, the number one, isn't the number one killer? Heart disease? That's the. I think so. It's yeah. a pretty broad I mean, thing. It's, it's a bunch of different kinds, but yeah, I think that's the it number is. one. It is. But, yeah. you know, a lot of these people are born and, and go through life and, and have these kind of problems that they're so minor and, and they're not ever aware they have them. Yeah. And, and so as it easily young be kid, something. Young people but, don't. Young, I would say young people don't go to the doctor for stuff like. That. I mean, they don't go for checkups. Uh, you know, unless there's something wrong, you just don't go. So I mean, people aren't diagnosed. And that's the thing is that, um, you know, uh, Bowmeister is still. I mean, he's, he's 36 years old. He's a young guy. He's not old. He's, I mean, he's older as far as you know NHL players go, but um, he's still pretty young. So he, I mean, if he wasn't in the NHL, if he had a regular day job like the rest of us, um, maybe this goes. Uh, maybe he's out doing something in his car or, or in the office and and there's a worse scenario after he has this or right you know who yeah, knows and, and that leads to a, you know what i think is one of the best points about you know that that has gotten emphasized in the wake of what happened and that is the the nhl's policies and controls that they haven't instilled in every arena requiring two doctors on hand, one of which has to sit no more than four rows behind the benches so that they can address situations like this. Yeah. And yeah. And that's, and Oh, go ahead, Bill. Sorry. I was just going to say, you know, we've, we've seen a lot of people talking about this and, you know, getting, you know, giving the NHL props for, for having this. And yep. that is, it's, it's especially, especially for something that, uh, I mean, and we'll get into some more examples of this happening to players, but it's not a, it's not a common thing, but it has happened before. And, right. and, it's, and, and I mean, every so often you hear about it, uh, not every year, but you right. know, every, I don't know, like, 10 years or something, eight right. years in you hear about it. The NHL, you've, you've got a list here, Rich Peverly yeah. in Dallas. Rich. And, and that was, you know, uh, that Armstrong was a credited, four or five years ago. Yeah. 14, I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, Six years ago. Armstrong credited his conversation with Jim Nill um, and that happening to uh, them, working with McPhee to bring in the counselors for the team to be, you know, when they get to the hotel in Vegas, um, before that Yuri Fisher. Yeah. And yeah, 
I was and watching that one the, live. That one was the only one I've seen live. So seeing yeah, this one I, really I, reminded I, me of that. Yeah, I, I didn't put the Eerie Fisher one in here, but I meant to. But that's uh, yeah, that's a that was uh, and Eerie Fisher, you know, didn't he didn't play anymore after right. that? Um, right, uh, Peverly didn't play anymore. Right, and um, I think with Peverly, they, they found that he had a congenital yes. heart defect. He had a hole yes. in his heart. Yes, right. Yes. Yeah, uh, but then he was know, he was the, on medication for uh, an irregular heartbeat um, earlier that season. Yeah, so that's that. So they knew something was going on there, but they thought they had it under control. Right, and then the the converse of it is Alexia Cherpana. Yeah, right. He yeah. he plays. He stays after the the lockout. He stays in Russia to play in the KHL. Plays in a in an arena in Siberia. There's no AED on site. The crazy thing about Sharpanov is that uh, well, he I mean he was on a line with Yager mm-hmm. uh, after the lockout, and he was uh, it was a full twelve minutes before doctors got there. That's twelve. Ridiculous. There were there were people addressing Bowmeister uh, uh, trainers and doctors within, within thirty seconds. seconds. Yeah, yeah, seconds. and twelve yeah. minutes. The Sharapanov. I mean, was twelve just, minutes. You're not you're not saving any lives in twelve minutes. And the thing is, no that way. it took him. And there were no ambulances in that arena. Uh, no working defibrillators uh, at the Chekhov arena. It took twenty minutes to get him to the hospital. Um, and they resuscitated. Uh, they resuscitated him twice briefly, and then he passed away after that. Yeah. So it was You're, just like, ah. Oh. Bill, you mentioned um, the uh, NHL getting props for, for kind of taking uh, so many policies in place and, and you know, making it to where this kind of thing is going to be prevented. Um, something else they did, and I heard Chris Kerber talk about that this morning. You know, he reminded everybody of when Kevin Fiala uh, had that terrible uh, oh, leg injury. Yeah. And, broke his femur into. Yeah. For those that don't remember, uh, playoffs was at 2016, 2017 here in St. Louis when the Blues were playing the Predators. Um, he, you know, broke his femur. They had an ambulance on site because the entire uh, the NHL says that there has to be an ambulance on site in all NHL arenas. And the ambulance took him to the hospital and they would not resume the game until another ambulance uh, came to Enterprise Center. So I, I, yeah, I remember that. I, I can I can I can that understand that too. Phenomenal. That's phenomenal. I, oh, I mean, you you think that makes about a lot of sense. How, you think about how these players and these referees are are like, okay, we we you know we've already taken a ten minute break. We want to get going, but uh, the fact that the NHL is like, no, there's there's not going to be any well, of that. Well, I'm not there, saying they would do that, but I'm saying no, the well, fans, I'm, everyone's probably getting restless. They have these 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 measures in place for that reason, and I I love it. I think it's. Uh, they've they've really thought they, of everything. They have to, uh, be, just because, and not just for the player, the safety of the players, but for if they had an ambulance, if they had a policy in place where there had been an ambulance at the arena, and they started a play before another ambulance got there, and another player got hurt and then died or was, or couldn't play any hockey anymore because of the lack of an ambulance there, the lawsuit would be ridiculous. <laughs> there would be there would be lawsuits out the wazoo. So that's that's just a a smart. Uh, decision on numerous fronts to just play it safe, wait for the ambulance, and then resume play because that could be as all kind. There's no good to resuming play early. I mean, right? I and you know what? The, uh, to, uh, talk about the fans uh, getting restless. Uh, from all reports, the Anaheim fans were fantastic last night. About oh, unbelievable! Uh, yeah, I, about they, the uh, entire they, they, city, the entire Orange County, all of Anaheim. They've really put good graces with the city of St. Louis, the Blues fans the blues organization 
Um, I said this on Twitter earlier today because uh, social media, uh, the, the, the Anaheim Ducks social media account had tweeted out all the stuff that, that Armstrong said today during the press conference. Um, they didn't just retweet. They were actually tweeting it themselves. Um, I, From the team doctors to the social media team, uh, they've done everything right in this situation, and they deserve to be commended for it. Uh, uh, one more thing on uh, VFib is that uh, it must be treated immediately with the defibrillation uh, to restore normal heart rhythm. The rate of long-term complications and death is directly related to the speed with which you receive defibrillation. So uh, as I mentioned on Twitter, every second uh, is literally a massive deal. Uh, which is why Vince Dunn's ridiculously quick reaction, if, I mean, if you watch the replay, um, before, I mean, as soon as you see Bomeister kind of collapse and his head kind of uh, hit the, the top of the boards and kind of slide down, before he even gets all the way down, uh, Dunn's like screaming crazy uh, for the trainers. Uh, we, with like two seconds. Not even. Half a second. Dunn is uh, screaming for the trainer. Um and uh, who knows? I mean, uh, if he tries to help him up or something or check him out for three, four, five seconds, who knows if that makes a difference? I mean, that's a great, that's great crazy. awareness. Oh, great so awareness fast. I was so impressed done. with that. Yeah, so you, impressed you, with that. We all sit here and say that we do the exact same thing, but we don't know. And hopefully no. we never find out. You know, yeah, if you, if, uh, know if, you if, freeze in that situation. If or, I'm a, yeah, yeah. Say, say, I mean, there's a good chance if I'm sitting next to Kurt on the bench and this happens to Kurt. I'm going to sit and stare at him for 10 seconds. Remind me not to sit next to you. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm just saying, you know, you don't know how you're going to react. And for Vince Dunn to have the the heads up, just I got to get somebody over here. That was that that was tremendous. Yeah, because he was excellent teammate, excellent friend and and just somebody you want to have by your side at all times. Yeah, I I will say, you know, just overall last night, seeing how hockey Twitter for the most part, there was the random douche. That's but, there's always there's always the random Twitter douche. And, always. and the hockey universe in general. Even within Blues Twitter, together. there's the random douche. Right. You guys know well, it's it usually is. the same person. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and apparently, uh, apparently, I I don't really interact all that often. Get into things on Twitter, but uh, apparently, I've been blocked by. You've been blocked by. The, the buzz. buzz. <laughs> The buzz. <laughs> wow. Guilt by association. Yeah. Well, well I know, you know most of game time is now, too, as uh, of today. He's, he's, you talk about the, anyway. The, yeah. Uh, I, but it's not, anyway. I digress. The point, the point that I was trying to make is just how great the hockey community is and coming together and, and you know, putting the health of a human being in front of everything else. And mm. that, that, you know, from, from Ryan Getzlaff you know, jumping into the bench to help oh. them remove it right away to give oh, them the space to Vince Dunn, uh, hugging out with Max Jones. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that that was I, I almost burst into tears seeing that multiple multiple players. You know, we saw the picture, the it's a very viral picture now of Max Jones coming over and hugging Vince Dunn. But it's from what I heard again from Chris Kerber this morning on the radio was that pretty much the entire Anaheim Ducks roster came over. Uh, yep. When they were loading him into the ambulance, I mean that's again, it's it's humanity. It's not it's you forget about these rivalries and teams and hey, we were just slugging it out on the rink. That all goes away in an instant 
because you're so concerned about this guy's health and then the the health of the teammates around him who just witnessed <laughs> what happened. Uh, Keith uh, Price in the oh, YouTube chat. Oh, you're going to reference this, huh? Uh, I mean, we've talked about it before, <laughs> so why not talk about it again? Uh, when Bill broke my face with a puck in Cahokia, Kurt wasted no time getting everyone else back on the rink because we had limited rink rental time. <laughs> that was true. We, well, we did. We did pay for the rink. We were poor kids, so we had to, you know. And then after it was over, well, we can't. We're not doctors. We can't do anything. So we right, yep. the girls will get him to the hospital. He was. Fine. He was cut. I mean, it was. Yeah, it was a bad cut, but it was. You know, I mean, he was. It was cut. <laughs> oh, I've. I, Man, there was a time where I got blasted in the face with a puck, and the referee, I'm laying on the ground. He's like, dude, don't bleed on the ring. Get up and go. And I'm like, uh, I'm hurting right here, man. Can you give me a minute? <laughs> it's, it's okay, Keith. I, uh, I, 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 I got Bill in the face with a puck uh, years later. Yeah, so and concussed me and concussed him. He was in on warm the bench. Ups. He was on, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably one the, of those practice wrist shots against been told most on this show. Practice wrist shots got away from me and uh, sailed over the boards and clocked Bill in the face. Oh, that sucked. Um, so the uh, Armstrong's press conference at three thirty today didn't say a whole lot other than that uh, he was doing well. Bowman was doing well. Uh, currently undergoing uh, testing to determine the cause. Uh, the Blues will play in Las Vegas tomorrow night. Uh, the game is on. And uh, Armstrong has asked that reporters ask hockey questions only uh, tomorrow about the game. So uh, they don't want uh, – they're trying to shield the players and protect the players from uh, just – and I get it. Yeah, and there's not – I mean, what – I mean, uh, Petrangelo talked to the, the press today with Armstrong, so that was a, a great captain thing to do. Um, and they got their questions out today, so I think after they, they should be – Fine until there's another update or press conference to uh, reveal more information as far as what happens, uh, what the prognosis is, a long-term prognosis. Um, I mean, there's, it's in the back of everyone's mind. You know, he's 36 years old. He was he was uh, debating retirement uh, last season. Yeah. So, I mean, he, we I mean we may have seen his last game. Yeah, I mean. Especially based on Fisher didn't come back from his uh, Peverly, which was a different scenario, but still, heart condition didn't didn't return. So I mean, yeah. it, it's a it's a real possibility. So you know, I I work in an office environment with you know well, talking about this with a lot of guys you know older than Jay Bomeister today, and common sense wisdom for all of us old folk was that yeah, just you know why why risk it. Yeah, you know, no. You know, I, I, at this point, especially, you know, Bomeister is the 29th member of the Triple Gold Club. Yeah, yeah. He's he's what what more can he he's accomplish had a, as a player? He's had a great career. He's won a cup. He's won gold medals. He's, he's just got, he's, you know, he's he has nothing left to prove. And right. and he's got uh, you know a wife and two young girls yeah. at home. Just, and he was know, debating retirement. Last right. year already. I mean, so yeah. I mean, he's that, that may I mean, have had something to do with you know if he couldn't recover from the hip surgery, correctly, right? But. but I think what I'm saying is is that he's already had these conversations in his mind and with his family and stuff about about retirement. So it's it's he's already thought about it yeah. for whatever reason. Being right. he, it's it's already been the seed is there. So right. and what what kind of perspective does facing death? Yeah, right. You know, I mean, if that being doesn't do it, dead for yeah. seconds. If that doesn't know, do it, I mean, right. he was. That's. I mean, oh. 
Nobody would I mean, fault him if could, he made that decision. You could decision. say the inverse too, though that that he's yeah. What you guys are saying, he basically faced death in the face, and um, uh, you know he's going to say, okay, well, you know, maybe it's just not worth it. But he might come out of it on the other side of that and say, I'm not done yet. I want to continue to do what I enjoy, and I want to continue what I'm good at. I want to keep playing hockey. So we don't know yet. No, we don't, and uh, and that's going to be a conversation he has to have with his doctors. And uh, the medical staff uh, get their opinions and, and you know, what the and team will let him do, you know. Right. I mean, and just, then talk it over, most importantly, with his family. Yes, right. You know, the, uh, Peverly, his issue, he was, uh, his heart, he was flatlined for two minutes. Two minutes. That's crazy. That's crazy. And that's that's way longer than, uh, than uh, Bowmeister was out. I think they said he was out for, I don't know if they said, but uh, it wasn't near that long. Did. It wasn't that long. It was um, yeah. probably good as time now to, to mention this because I, I want to make sure to bring this up. And, and I said this on Twitter. And every time something like this happens, I know a lot of reporters say this too. But, um, my God, can't stress enough. If you play hockey, uh, roller, street even, um, uh, ice, whatever you do, Make sure that there is uh, the proper precautions in place if something happens. Uh, we mentioned the AED on site and all NHL arenas. Um, the rinks I play in. Street hockey? <laughs> okay, maybe I'm not just, street you, hockey. Yeah, you, did, you did say street hockey. I was just wanting to say. I did say I don't street. See, I, meant, I don't see I meant too to many kids. Ice. I don't see too many kids with a with a defibrillator in the driveway. Sorry. Yes, <laughs> I, meant, I meant ice. I meant ice. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. But no, it, probably, probably the only way you could accomplish that is by playing your street hockey at the local ambulance garage. Or, right. uh, yeah, the hospital. Or just, just do it at the hospital. A place like uh, Way to Play, where, oh, well, the ballpark, where we used to play street hockey on an indoor soccer field indoors, a facility like that nowadays might have something right. like that on scene. So, right. okay. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead, Jeff. Sorry. Well, anyway, yeah. So if, if you play hockey at all, uh, make sure your arena, it's not a crazy question to walk up to the manager or the owner, whoever, and say, Hey, do you have an AED on site? Because I don't want to play unless you do. And I'm from what somebody told me today is that all businesses, I don't, again, maybe one of you guys know, uh, they've been told now uh, for the last couple of years that they are supposed to have an AED on site. So any business at all. Um, so I don't know if that's true, but that's what somebody told me. So I would, if you play hockey in your area, check on that because it could save your life. It's it's more than likely going to be driven by insurance requirements yeah. rather than law. You but. would you would think that insurance rates would go down if you had one. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, to just save you. I mean, I, I, that just make. I, I I don't know the details on. That just seems like a common sense thing to me. Yeah. Keith, uh, I know we have them at my office. Okay, I don't think we do. At least not like in the we immediate do. area. Maybe it's maybe it's elsewhere on on the campus, but uh, which doesn't do a lot of good if it's you know in three buildings away. Mm. Um, Keith uh, Price in the YouTube chat says discuss the comparison with the Pronger heart situation. Um, uh, I, I, I'm sure those of you who uh, were Blues fans uh, back then in 98, 1998 playoffs versus Detroit, uh, Dmitry Mironov shot, stopped by, stopped Pronger's heart, hit him in the chest. Um, hit, hit, and Pronger was on, uh, Pronger was uh, talking about this on the radio the other day, uh, a day or two before this happened, um, which is kind of weird that this happened to Wilmington because I heard this interview on the radio. Uh, he said that he did a lot of research on it and uh, talking with his doctors after the fact that he, he thinks that 
when the shot hit him in the chest, that was when his heart was at the point where it was getting ready to beat, and he got hit in the chest, and it, uh, just at the wrong time during the during the the heart pumping, and it caused his heart to skip a beat, and not pump, which uh, resulted in a lack of oxygen of the brain, and then a collapse. So all, all it took was one one skip of the beat, uh, one screw up there for a, a second or two, and uh, it caused a oxygen problem to the brain and he collapsed he was unconscious for 20 seconds and uh, transported to henry ford hospital but was back in action four days later um I mean, you know the difference being is that this one was trauma related it was it was a physical exactly. impact exactly yeah and uh and he had no underlying condition that you know what happened to pronger could happen to anybody right um, and and at this point we don't know what it was with jabo right no not yet we don't and i th- i know i know when pronger returned he wore some kind of an extra pad on his chest Yep. Um, as a precaution, um, when he came back, so that's I, and, I, and I I don't think it's the same thing. Um, no. And Pronger had a long Hall of Fame career after that, so I mean he was uh, he was fine. But uh, say that, he hadn't even hit his stride in the NHL yet. No, that was right when he was becoming top player, top uh, top defenseman in the league. Yeah, was that the year um, that he should have won the Norris, but Blake won it? Remember that yeah. uh, Blake won it because he had a lot of points, yeah. but Pronger was the better defenseman. Yeah. I'm pretty sure probably it was. That that I, I think Pronger was kind of ripped off that year. <clears throat> yep. Um, but no, I, one thing I remember from that, I mean, I remember that vividly um, because it was, uh, again, that was my childhood idol growing up. And, and it was actually that moment where I realized how much I liked him more than Al McInnes because uh, it was, my, I mean, it felt like my heart skipped a beat, to be honest. It was, whoa, whoa. And it was, it was heavy as you would hear in Back to the Future. But, um, no, for me, the thing that that I always think about with that was when they had a camera angle that was kind of down on the ice, and you could see Pronger's face as he was revived, and you could see the look in his eyes. He Hmm. looked like a ghost in his eyes. It was the scariest look I've seen in a man's eyes before, and I thought, oh, my, oh, my God. You could see the eyes roll back in his head. That the camera yeah. kind of zoomed in, and you could the the shot it got. You could see his eyes roll back, and Hull was like right there, unseen, like first guy, along with the official. And uh, Hull was on his knees, that just I mean, just like screaming for people to come over and help. And yeah, that's got it. That had to be. Tr- I mean, as as bad as it was for Pronger, I mean, Hull sitting there looking at the guy, his eyes roll back in his head. It's like my God, it had to freak out Hull, just like Jesus. So that's why it's he's kinda- an alcoholic. <laughs> Sorry. It's uh, it's Bad it's kind of like kind of like uh, the, the, the when I was uh, managing a movie theater, uh, one of my employees had a seizure and uh, his eyes rolled back in his head and he was bleeding from his eye sockets uh, oh on the God. floor on the floor of the movie theater. He had a seizure and blood vessels burst behind his eyes, and he had blood just trailing out of his eye sockets and he was oh on his back god. i was like i was like oh oh my god so i just i bolted to the phone and i you know i i called 911 and i uh, ran back over to him i'm like you know it, i mean i could he was foaming at the mouth and stuff and uh yeah they got there pretty quick but it was not fast enough my god scary it's never fast enough i mean i'm sure even in his mind vince dunn last night was saying why the hell are they taking their time getting over here Right. To him, it probably yeah. felt like it was Petro 10 minutes. made that point, right? Tonight, just, he's just like, it, it It happened so quickly, but it felt like an eternity to all of us. Yeah. yeah. I think that was oh, his yeah. exact it's, quote. It's, I mean, and it's it's actual proven science that um, your brain slows time down 
in moments of trauma. And so they literally are sitting there. We're watching on TV. You know, it comes back from commercial break, and we're, whoa, what, what, what's going on over there? You know, and it's a matter of two minutes. For them, it, it, it probably felt like 20, 25, 30 minutes. Um, so, uh, I, so this does, I mean, <clears throat> assuming that Bo Meester will not return for a while at the earliest, um, if at all, um, there is an issue roster-wise for the Blues to deal with. Um, so uh, they do have Mikola, who has gotten a little bit of time, um, looked looked good, you know, in his time up here. Got the uh, call up today. Yeah, got the call up today. Right, uh, just not too long, just like within a couple, couple hours. hours. Right? Yeah. yeah. So they knew we uh, were recording tonight. So yeah, right, <laughs> right, right. So he he uh, he may play tomorrow. Um, so I I mean and, and there's some uh, some guys the Blues could be targeting now. I mean uh, things happen and and plans change. Well, let uh, me let me just say right off the bat here. I think the Blues with the the cap issues with Petrangelo still being a free agent uh coming up and just other things they're going to have to worry about in the next couple of years. There's a good chance cuz remember they only signed Bomeister to a one-year extension. Um, there's a good chance that they were planning on moving on from him no matter what this summer. So all that might mean, it might mean, you mentioned uh, Mikola, it might just mean they're going to have to move their plans up by a couple months and say, you know, yeah, you want to get somebody for a playoff run if you need it. But it could just be, guys, we're planning on going to Cola next year. Let's go ahead and bring them in. We'll play Gunnarsson and, and Bortuzzo. They're gonna they're gonna play both, or they're both gonna play every night, and we'll rotate in McCullough when we need to. So that could be the situation. We don't know, but uh, that is a possibility. I think they I think they they give him as much playing time as they can before the trade deadline to see what they've really got. Agree uh, that that I mean that just makes the most sense to me. Um, and uh, they're going to have, in a couple days, was it uh, three days, they're going to discuss uh, Tarasenko uh, to see what they want to do, uh, trade deadline with him, and what uh, when, when they think he'll be back uh, before playoffs or not. I'm betting on not, um, but we'll see. So they, they've got some decisions to make. Um, the Tarasenko thing has been known for a long time, uh, but this is uh, obviously new stuff with – with Bowmeister, so uh and they may got, and, and right now they don't they still probably don't know any kind of timetable on Bowmeister. I mean no, he no, might no, have told no, no. he might have told them this morning, I wanna come back, I wanna play, I don't care what it takes, I'm gonna be back well, before the playoffs. And there's a possibility you, that could happen. Pronger wanted can't, Pronger wanted to come can't back plan for that. Peverly wanted to come back. I mean Pronger wanted to get back in the game that 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 night. So did Peverly. Yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, that's kind of the mo. As soon as you recover, they don't know what happened. They want to play. Uh, they feel yeah. fine. Um, but obviously, right. you got to get checked out. And right, and we're still in that period with Jabo, where you know, maybe maybe they've gotten a diagnosis at this point. And it's not public, but maybe the rest of us don't know. Right. At the no. time that yeah. we're recording this podcast, we don't know. No. So you know, you know, but it is I, it, I it, it is the, less than the, it is about twenty four hours. Right. So it's. Right, still it's, pretty early for a test to get Yeah, back. yeah, but you know, I think the 
Doug Armstrong's the the kind of GM that you know is I, obviously you know watching him in the press conference today, uh, talking about you know having talked to uh, uh, Bo Meester's wife. Like he he's breaking down. Like to me, Armstrong is always like he's the guy that that knows he's got to be the the cold blooded killer type businessman. Right, and that's that's how he's all, always operated. So it was, it was odd to see this other side of him. But but you know that he's got this pure, got to get down to business, got to make sure that you know that that things are are going to happen as they need to happen. So I could I could know. tell in that interview when they were at, or in the uh, press conference today when they were asking him about, um, you know, what the plan is going forward, blah blah blah. He didn't want to really. I mean, he knew he knew he had to. But I could tell he didn't want to talk about the Vegas game. He didn't want to talk about. Right. He you know, didn't want to talk about anything else other than yeah. the health of Jay Bowman. And I don't blame him one bit. And that's, no. uh, again, shows how close he is with these guys. But like you said, Bill, he's a GM. He's unfortunately got the toughest job of everyone where he needs to say, okay, I need to act like Jay Bowmeister is never playing another NHL game. He's the only one that has to be thinking in those terms right now. And let's no. let's hope he does a better job at that than he does at firing Ken Hitchcock, <laughs> which he had a hard Not time with. Vladimir yeah. Saboka. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, um, but yeah, you know, it, it, at this point, you know, you've got to think that he is he is considering what what are the options. You know, if James sure, can't oh come yeah, back. I mean, you, you have to. I mean, if he if, if he's not officially doing it, he's thinking about it. Right, Just, you know. So that's so, got to be in the back of your mind. Yeah, it's, it's in the, the back of the fan's mind. It's it's his job. Right. I mean, you got it. It's got it. He's got to be on his mind a little bit. Right. I mean, yeah. it's in the back of our mind. Sure. We put stuff on the on our outline about it. I know, right? right? <laughs> We're talking about it now. Yeah. Um, so. So that said, what options would be good if you have to replace J. Bo Meester? Uh, you guys brought up some names: uh, Alec Martinez, Jake Gardner. Delzato, which was an interesting one for me, I was, yeah. and uh, Scandella. So what? Yeah, and uh, you seemed to be uh, favoring Scandella. Scandella, because you know he's. Uh, it was only uh, seven hundred fifty thousand difference contract was, and he's on an expiring contract. Um, already been moved once for uh, from Buffalo to Montreal for a fourth round pick, so you would expect that the price wouldn't be too high. Um, you know, he's Bomeister makes a three point two five. Well, look at four even. Yeah. Well, he's his cap hits four even. Or four point seven this year. Yeah. Right. Which you know the cap hit is what matters. Right. So, but so yeah, do they have that space? I guess they well well with Tarasenko but, out and, they do and if Javo's not coming back he's his you get cap relief from LTIR if they can get LTIR right yeah. which I guess they I'm not sure the process how long that takes but yeah yeah so uh, but yeah I mean so so I think Scandella is your safest uh, trade option um, the other guys uh, Martinez I I like that name. Um, quite a bit, you know. He's he's scored a Stanley Cup game, you know, a Stanley Cup Finals clinching goal. Um, 
several years back. Um, you know, he's he's got a winning pedigree. Um, you know, and all these guys that we're talking about are, of course, left-handed. So tall defensemen. So Martinez is uh, he plays for the Kings, right? Alec Martinez. Um, that for uh, the Toffoli, record, that's so my Toff- pick. So Toffoli and Martinez a package deal, right? Yeah. For uh, <laughs> for whatever. For Jordan Cairo. For no. Oh. Sanford Cairo and the rights <laughs> Jeff Finley. <laughs> I mean, I mean, because Toffoli was, you know, has been rumored as you know being an option. So, uh, or at least you know, according to speculative bloggers and and reporters and things. Man, yeah. I will say, uh, I I want, I am salivating, and I just had this thought, but I am salivating a thought of a line of Toffoli, O'Reilly, and Tarasenko. Whew. Mm. that would be fun. Second round of the playoffs. When that would at comes least back. be second round. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, it's, I, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not banking on him coming back until second round. As far as anything earlier, that's bonus gravy for me. So, is it all uh, gravy bonus? No, I don't think so. I think uh, there's no, assumed gravy. You can, you there's can the, have there's... mashed potatoes without gravy. Yeah, but that's not that's not. They, but, they, but mashed potatoes and gravy is a thing. If you go to KFC and you say I want mashed potatoes and gravy, the gravy is not extra. It it comes with it, right? Yeah, but so you're you ordering to, mashed potatoes and gravy. Right, but it's all a package deal. If you if you say I don't want any gravy, you don't get it for cheaper. The gravy comes with it. It's a package deal. If you say but I want extra about, gravy, you're talking about in KFC terms. I think on a higher plane than KFC. I'm just saying anywhere you go, if you get mashed potatoes, gravy is not an extra cost. You know what I mean? Mm, I, that's what I'm I saying. It's part of the deal. I don't know. I, I mean, if you I, go I to, don't even know what my original point was now. <laughs> with the gravy. It doesn't matter because we're talking about mashed potatoes and gravy now. <laughs> mm, it's good stuff. A little little I turkey mixed in there with the ah, so good. Ooh yeah, throw some gravy on the turkey. Mm. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Keith Price says Jeremy Ronick is available. That is true. Pass. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> Hard no. Hard no. <laughs> Hard no. Um, so yeah, uh, you said Toffoli was. Uh, you said uh, Toffoli was your choice, Jeff, for no, forward. No, I said Martinez. Martinez. My, my, my okay, that's right. yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. I think because in, and I'll say when when uh, uh, before the show, Bill actually brought him up, and I thought nah right away because um, I thought well his contract's insane, but. He actually, uh, his contract's not bad. He's got one year left next year, um, so you would need to figure that out uh, at four, four million. Four million, yeah, well, yeah. So and, you would need. And to, you have to hope that Matthew Kachuk doesn't uh, that's, break his neck right here. That's <laughs> the, the 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 four million for Martinez is interesting because you're trying to sign Petrangelo, right? And that would be the so issue. So that's rough. Yeah, mm. that's rough. But. Um, if you did bring in a guy like Martinez, I think that uh, uh, I think he'd be a good fit. I think he'd be a guy that would fit in there well in Bowmeister's spot. And he's had some pretty damn. He's not a goal scorer, but he's had some damn big playoff moments for the Kings. I know that was years ago, but uh, a guy who's proven that he can step his game up a little bit in the playoffs. Um, you want to say something? No. No. Oh. I was going to say that uh, I wanted to mention too about Darren Pang. The uh, when uh, the studio guys were speculating this and that as far as what could have happened, what caused what, and you know they're looking at replays trying to determine if he was hit on the right. ice somewhere, which right. I thought was kind of weird. But <laughs> yeah, uh, I, the, the I whole mean, time I'm thinking, I'm thinking, 
based on other instances that have happened with the players, I'm thinking it's a heart issue. I, that's it's a heart stopped collapse. That's, um, but they were looking for you know did he get elbow did he get hit right um, but and they he didn't but and so I was and then Pang comes on finally with an update uh, that and he's like you could tell he was crying mm-hmm. and he he has to collect himself and he tries to talk and can't and I'm like oh my god. Yeah. Did did they just send Darren Pang on the air to tell us Joe Bomistro has died? Right. Yep. That's exactly what I'm a worst. I'm a worst case scenario person. So when he comes on and he's kind of grabbing his breath and putting his hand up by his mouth, I'm like, oh no. Oh, I know. No. I'm thinking the worst. I'm like, oh my God. And there's a million things going through my head. I'm like, oh my gosh. He's going to say that he's passed away. And I'm like, why are they doing this so soon? If he passed away because they've got notified family and everything, why is there, why, it's so it's too quick? No. Uh, and I was thinking a million things in the, in the whole ten seconds he's trying to collect himself. Um, but thankfully, thankfully that was not the case. Well, right. and um, you think I, about I think, it. Oh, yeah, go, go ahead, ahead Jeff. You okay, go. go on. I'll go ahead, Bill. Um, no, you go. I'll go. You go. Okay. Uh, no, I. Uh, I'll go. I uh, no. I you think about it. It's like if any one of us was in Darren Payne's shoes, we would have all done the exact same thing because, you know, he knows these players very well. He's close with them. He reports on them every day. He talks to them at practice. Talks to them in in the hotels. He is close with these guys. So, you know, he wasn't. You think back now and you say, oh well, he wasn't coming on to report some bad news. It was. One of his buddies is struggling, and that's going to be hard for any one of us to report on. Right? Yeah, I, I, uh, that's that. I, it, it, it kind of just shows you what kind of guy Pang is. You can tell that he's, uh, he's so emotional and uh, cares about the players. You know, Bowmeister in this case especially. Right. Uh, and it, and it's like, and he's just, I mean, just a, it's just a likable guy. And I mean, just because he's not some kind of cold-hearted, you know, jerk who's just standing there, cold-faced reporting. He's uh, like his. He's wearing his emotions on his sleeve with this, right. with this yeah, team, it, and it's, it's just like it's, it was just. I mean, it's wow. a member of his family. Yeah, and it's like, and it did, and it, and it actually brought, you know, it brings the uh, the TV audience in closer too. It was like, oh my gosh, you know, right. you're when you see emotions like that, it's it's you you get wrapped up in it too, right? And it you know. It, I, I really feel like, you know, Fox Sports was in a very difficult situation because you're not expecting this to happen. And, no. you know, you could totally tell, like, Scott Warman and Bernie Federico were completely like, like they, where was Erica Weston were, when you needed her to, to fill time? Right. When, <laughs> this. Right. You know, I. They they were just so caught off guard and like trying to trying to fill it. And yeah. It's this you know this it, it's a very human thing, but it, it's just so so awkward with them trying to you know. Well, let's break down some of the play because that's what we were planning and, on doing. And, what, and actually, and exactly, I, I, was, I was glad they I was glad they broke the play down because I I was I just wanted to see. What transpired too? Right. It was just you know. But even before that, like they were breaking down the the place that led up to the goals, and that that's, oh yeah that, yeah, was, yeah, that yeah. was kind of the awkward part. Yeah. But then they're like you know they, they're like well maybe we should just try to see was there anything that happened because that yeah. that's that's really everybody's you know it's not out of some morbid curiosity. Everybody wants to know can we find something to to tell us is yeah. Jabo going to be okay? Yeah. They were looking for something to say about. Easter because they hadn't gotten an update yet 
So I and right and I, you know I guess I, I guess I was just I I guess they were frustrated a little bit. I'm sure. Uh, fans were a little frustrated, just like they want to know what happened. They were right. like, "What's going on?" Because it was a, there was a long delay with no information. Right. You just knew that Bowmeister. Actually, it wasn't even reported that it was Bowmeister for a long time. Um, right, and and that that was the thing. Like, you know, when when they first came back, and you're like, they're, they're Look saying, at numbers. obviously Who's there's there yeah. yeah right, and the the first guy I couldn't find was Petro. Oh, like, I'm like oh. I mean, not that not that losing any one of those guys right. but I'm like Petro's the, the the guy that's missing and then when I saw like it looked like Jake Allen was about to vomit when they panned to him like he was down on one knee and he looked sick and I'm like well fuck tell me it's you know tell me it's not Bennington right yeah did, did he oh. get did you know he inadvertently get high sticked or slashed or something the but, uh friend of the show said it doesn't matter who it is Friend of the show, Adam Gold, uh, commented in, in a, a fellow uh, Facebook group we're both in. Um, he was asking, uh, where is Jordan Bennington? Oh, my God, where's Bennington? And, it, and a lot of Anaheim. people didn't see it. Yeah, well, he was he was actually in the runway. Yeah. Um, he had stepped back uh, for a good portion of the time. But, yeah, he was he was in the runway the whole time. So... I think some people probably did think, "Oh my God, it was it's Jordan Bennington. He just collapsed for some reason." They said uh, Allen, uh, while they were still working on Bowmeister, they said uh, Allen was like uh, trying to hold his glove up to his fans were videoing. Yeah, what was going on? He was to trying block to block it, it mm-hmm. and uh, you know, good on him for that. But that makes you wonder. There are people out there with a video of what was mm-hmm. going on. Yeah, and uh, so that you wonder where that is. Yeah, well, I, that's the nosy person in me uh, just talking. But, right. I know I saw some screen caps of like people who were posting on, you know, people tweeted stuff, posts from Reddit, you know, somebody saying he was three rows behind it and mm-hmm. thought he yeah, saw Bo Meester die. Yeah. Oh, see, so. that that's the kind of thing that, that's right. the kind of thing you got to be careful of as far as like information you're digesting. Right. Because you see all kinds of crazy right. stuff that's just not accurate at all. Um, and anytime and there's some kind of right, yeah. Carter, are you suggesting Reddit is not completely accurate? I love Reddit. I, I I actually go to Reddit for a lot of stuff. Reddit's fantastic, but I think in a moment like this, or any kind of tragedy, or or uh, people like are spe- uh, like speculating, going by hearsay, or they're uh, they were there but didn't see it all, and they're guessing what's happened. Then all of a sudden, people take that information and run with it as fact, and, uh, and it snowballs. And I think that's that's where you get into a problem with. Uh, Misinformation, kind of right. like with Kobe Bryant. When Kobe Bryant uh, uh, passed away in the helicopter crash, I was at a Wolpertinger at uh, Urban Chestnut, and the telephone game of the crowd—you know, t- uh, people telling people what was going on—I uh, heard that it was Kobe Bryant and all of his kids were in the helicopter. That's what the—that's what the word was uh, mm-hmm. in the in the in the tavern and the brewery there, but that wasn't the case. So that's right. what you get for listening to partial information from people. Right. And and I will tell you the one thing when I was going to bed last night after, you know, we had, you know, I was able to calm down and, and saw that, you know, the, the reports were coming back that J-Bo was fine. The, the worry that I had in my mind was because Pang was so emotional, you know, that he was did, keeping something back that that he maybe said something wrong, like in in oh. and was he he provided good news when there wasn't good news to provide oh, right. and it spread like wildfire 
Yeah. Because yeah, you started was... seeing people like Butchergrass and, and other people saying, Darren Pang said he's fine. He's on his way to the hospital. That's he's... a lot of responsibility. Right. Whew. And yeah. I'm like, God, that would crush that guy. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and thank God. Thank God. Thank well, God and it was I think... all true. Yeah. I, right. I, think... I, I, had, and... I had tweeted that, that Pang just said yeah. that Bo Me Easter too. was alert. And, and a lot of people were like, no, he didn't. And I was like, actually, he did. But then I thought... Oh yeah, my God! Right. I hope he wasn't just saying that because he was trying to find the words. He he actually, right. I think he actually said uh, on the radio this morning uh, on an interview. Uh, he uh, Bernie Miklas had him on ESPN Radio this morning, and I don't know if you guys caught that, but uh, he said that uh, there was more information that he had that he was not sharing on the air. Yeah, last night, and uh, he was still emotional this morning. He was cr- he was he was uh, breaking up on the radio this morning talking about it. So I mean, he had all night to digest it and he he had word that Bomeister was stable you know but uh, uh but this morning it was still extremely upsetting to him and he he was breaking up on the air and he and so he so actually you know if you think about it on the air last night he was holding back information he wasn't i guess so he was extra careful not to say too much so i guess he right. was the professional in him was was uh, coming out there where he just, I want to I want to add and I know you guys agree that um you know we talked about how tough it was for for Bernie and Scott Warman to to talk about and and to you know kind of fill dead air at that point you know because you're like what are they going to talk about until we have more word on what's going on and same thing with Peng and Kelly you know what do you what do you say during this moment I think they did as as great of a job as they possibly could I mean that that is not easy you know when you're when you're a reporter for a news station if you're a crime scene reporter or something you kind of are, are ready for maybe the unexpected and uh but man when you're a sports reporter this is not the kind of thing you expect you have to report on so for them to be able to to step in and you know i i'm sure that when when bomeister collapsed and uh king and or uh, kelly and Peng came back on the air it was holy shit what the hell are we going to tell these people like We've got so many people tuning into us right now across the world. What are we going to say? Right. I mean, and the fact that they were able to come out with it the way they did and report on what they knew and weren't speculating. Uh, just a, a great job by all four of those guys. And then obviously everyone behind the scenes as well. I think everyone, I mean, it, it's it's kind of crazy to think of how many people were involved with all of that. From the players who were quick to react, the training staff, the doctors were quick to react. You know, Barilli and his staff uh, were there in, in seconds. Um, and there's everyone's praising everyone for how they handled it. And uh, uh, Bowmeister was apparently not out for very long at all. Um, and they were able to stabilize him and get him to the hospital. So that's, I mean, enough. Uh, uh, Armstrong said it today, you know, praising uh the, the training staffs, both teams. Um, so that's uh, that's good to see that the, that the things that were in place, which we talked about, uh, worked like they were supposed to. And mm. so, and and it, and it and it could have saved a life. Probably did did this. It did save it a did. life because I mean, he was he was his heart. He was he was going to die if he wasn't attended to quickly. Uh, the the stuff we went over about VFib, and if you go into that, have that cardiac uh, issue, uh, if you if it's not attended to quickly, you will die. It's it's a it's a the number one killer for uh, arrhythmia uh, issues. I think that's what it said. So, uh, well, and that was that was the conversation with my work today. Was um, 
you know, it's, uh, uh, he's a hiker. He's a golfer. He spends time alone in his hotel room, I'm sure. This could have happened at any point. If this happens when he's hiking, who knows? You know, who knows how long he'd be out there by himself? So for the fact that, I mean, I I don't want to say again, I said this about the dads, but you don't ever want to say that it's lucky that it happened. But if it is going to happen, I'm glad it was able to happen in an NHL arena where we have trained professionals, policies in place. And again, the way the Anaheim Ducks organization stepped up and did what they needed to do. And again, Ray Barilli, one of the most unsung heroes in the history of the Blues. Um, just just all these people came together and did all the right things. Um, it's, uh, they have a Hall, it's, it's they really, have a Hall of Fame for really great to see. They have a Hall of Fame for trainers? Do they make Hall of Fame? It should be called the Ray Barilli Hall of Fame. Barilli has been here a long time, and he's like, uh, he's league-wide known as one of the best. So that's that's interesting. Um, I think, uh, oh, his butts are not in. Uh, I I think we've kind of talked about this uh, a lot. Ad nauseum. Yeah. The only thing that I'll add is is a thought that I've had, and I'm going to, kind of talk about myself here just because I can. I have a show, so you all have to listen. Um, Honestly, the thing that that freaks me out, and maybe you guys feel the same, I don't know. um, I still play. And so when I see Jay Bowmeister, who by all accounts, and not just last night, this isn't the first time we've heard this, one of the most fit guys on the team, and he's got this issue, and then think about me some fat guy playing men's league uh that's disturbing right i mean that's that's something is it makes it makes you think of your own mortality right but you know on the same same time same token you know that's a underlying issue that it i don't think it's you know it's a a condition that he underlying condition that he May have had so maybe yeah we don't maybe. know yet we still there's right. still more to find out hopefully we'll have more by the time the next time we record but um, it's it just again it it makes you think hug your loved ones tell your loved ones you love them um, and uh, just savor every day because you never know how long you're going to be here. So on that note, uh, on the uh, and actually. Uh, we it's 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 good news. Uh, he's 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 essentially going to be fine. Uh, they just we just don't know what his career is going to look like from this point forward. Um, so that's 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 good. I mean, he, the worst case scenario did not happen. He's he's stable. He's he's good. He feels good. He's facetiming the team. He's he's uh, so he, he's apparently going to be fine. I I think Andy Strickland said that looks like he's going to be fine. So that's it's a, it should be a shouldn't be a somber you know part of the show really it should be you know thank God he's fine you know that's it's a good thing. Um, we'll move on to the Blues retiring Chris Pronger's number forty four, which was announced the other day. This should um, have been the headline of the show, and it would have been. <laughs> it, totally <laughs> it really would have been. been, and it got pushed to the very end. But uh, we were ready for our "I told you so" laugh. I know yep. we had. The, I mean, we were pushing for this for how many years? And uh, I had to deal with some people saying, really? I don't think so. You know, and uh, the occasional person uh, that disagrees or whatever. I'm like, did you watch him play? Come on. 
Um, Al McInnes informed Prong of the news. Uh, it'll happen sometime next season, but they will raise number 44 to the rafters uh, at, uh, at Enterprise Center. Arguably the most dominant Blues player of all time. Norris and Hart trophy winner in the same season. The Blues all-time plus-minus leader. Advanced stats have him at the top or near the top of a number of categories, uh, defensive categories, uh, and goals produced, uh, stuff like that. So uh, this is a no-brainer addition to the rafters. I think uh, we can all agree on that. We've sold shirts uh, with retire 44 on it. I think anyone who questions raising number 44 either never really got to watch him play or with any regularity or simply doesn't understand uh, what goes into making a great defenseman. I, I know Jeff is probably extra excited uh, about uh, his favorite player. We uh, celebrated pretty hard Saturday night. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> we, it was funny because my wife, uh, we did again, too. she's... Yeah, yeah, I heard. I saw some pictures. Yeah, I know you guys. Yeah, did. we were, and we got um, the announcement. I was like, yeah, sweet. Or, we, uh, yeah. no, I, I was just hanging out with my wife watching the game, and um, she had uh, drank a little bit the night before, and you know, she's usually good about, okay, I had my drinks last night, I'm good. But when she saw the news, when I told her, it was, all right, you know what, let's have some fun tonight. So we, uh, we let loose and yeah, celebrated pretty hard because, yeah. <laughs> But uh, no, and, and this is—I mean, this is fantastic news. This is um, so, again something that, that we've all been waiting for. Chris Pronger, and you said it, Kurt. In my opinion, the greatest Blues player of all time. And and people are like, "Well, you're partial." I'm like, "Well, there's a reason I'm partial because he controlled the game when he was on the ice. Nobody was better than him. He would take the puck off an opposing player's stick." and then just slow the game down to his speed, and then make a great outlet pass, boom, 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 Blues would score a goal. I mean, that's that's what he did in a nutshell. And you can say all you want, Brett Hall, Bernie Federico, hey, argue with me, go ahead, because they were great players too. But the way Pronger controlled play on the ice, to me, makes him the greatest player in Blues history. Would you say that Nicholas Lidstrom is in the top five defensemen of all time. Yes. Okay, so Pronger, and I, 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 I'd agree with you. Uh, Pronger, uh, unfortunately, played uh, in the same era as Lidstrom, overshadowed by Lidstrom a lot. He, uh, he got comparisons, but you know, Lidstrom is a generational talent. Uh, just, I mean, whatever. So, uh, and, I, and I think that may have hurt Pronger's uh, viability as, as far as greatness goes a little bit league-wide. Um, I, I, he was, I mean, uh, one Norris trophy. Uh, yeah. One Norris trophy. It should have been t- at least two. He should have um, had at least two. I'd right. say three or like four, we t- but right. Lister won how many, like Rob five Blake. or six. Yeah. And six, you know, it, it also, it doesn't help that, uh, you know, Pronger after he left St. Louis, you know, didn't stick with one team. Right, he he bounced around. Right, he, yeah, Edmonton, Philadelphia, Philly, and, uh, uh, Anaheim, don't forget Phoenix. Edmonton. Yeah. <laughs> Keith Price says, "How long did he play for the Blues? Nine seasons, ten years. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Fucking lockout. Fucking lockout. So for the lockout, it, was, I, I, it I, makes you wonder without that lockout if he would have continued playing for the Blues after that. <sighs> yeah. Bill Laurie, man. Yeah. I mean, and I just, if Bill Laurie doesn't, you know, have to sit through a season of not having a season, does he still want to sell the Blues? Yeah." I mean, it, obviously, the the biggest thing for him was not being able to bring the Vancouver Grizzlies to St. Louis because that's all he wanted was a basketball team. 
And without the uh, Pronger trade, we uh, don't get Bennington. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. So this is there's true. that. Oh, granted, things could have fallen it's into place very, after the fact. Right, it's butterfly a, effect kind of a thing. Right. It it is a it, it's a very obviously things long worked out price to pay. Right. It is. Things worked out. But, I mean, we still could have. I mean, if we had kept Pronger, maybe we make a different move. Maybe we acquire the same pick in a different move. Who or maybe knows? the Blues just make that pick. Yeah. They're possible. Pick. Based on know. their needs at the time, mm. players they didn't yeah. move, players they acquired instead. You never know. But, yes, we did with the Pronger trade. We did acquire the pick that got Bennington. So there's that. Uh, not that he's uh, playing particularly great right now, but. Um, you know, it got it, he got us a cup. Yeah, he did, and hey, that's all that matters. But uh, but no, man, I I uh, this has been a long time coming. Again, we've we've talked about this on the show at nauseum. I think that we don't need to go over why we think it should be retired, but uh, just saying that it's finally going to happen that's massive. And I will I will make a promise to Let's Go Blues radio listeners. I am going to do everything in my power to get Chris Pronger on this show. I promise you. That's that's great. And uh I, I'm looking forward to that. I've very already much. got a I've already got a couple calls out, so we'll we'll okay. see. Okay. All right. You have you have met him, so you can you can you can uh <laughs> you can flash that card. Yeah. Hey, we met once. Actually we've met a lot of times. I I wanted I, w- I almost feel like he's gonna see me and be like, Oh, wait a minute, you're that guy? Well then you're, I'm not coming on your show, you stalker. <laughs> Man, when I was a kid, I went to every autograph signing. I did everything. And uh again, I've mentioned this before when I was in the press, I sat next to him. Not it was not my it was not by my my own I can't think of the word. I didn't Volition. make it happen. Thank you. Yes. Um Welcome. Yeah. But uh no, it was it was the way the seating chart worked out. I sat next to right right to him, so we we talked a lot, and uh, I really feel like if he sees my face, he's like, oh, yeah, I kind of remember you. I used to bitch to you about certain players. So uh, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that happens. There's a uh, – I, I put together a little uh, photo montage of, uh, of uh, guests we've had on the show the past couple of years, a uh, number of them, most of them coming during Jeff's uh, summer series. Uh, but some really just you know notable, uh, some local, some national uh, names. So that's uh, we're we're going to add to that uh, hopefully soon with some more guests. So there's, there's a couple more uh, uh, besides uh, Pronger <laughs> that we'll try and get uh, to have a chat with. So that'd be kind of fun if we can make yeah, that. Yeah, and happen. I, I know that our friend uh, STL Blues History on Twitter has said that he can get us in touch with certain people. So we will have to start taking him up on that because I think that'd be a lot of fun. But no, either way. Congrats to Chris Pronger on getting his number retired. Congrats to the entire Pronger family. Congrats to anyone who played with Pronger because, you know, they obviously helped out with that too. And then again, honestly, I know you two are with me that he should have had his number retired a long time ago. So oh, congrats yeah. well, to both of you for seeing, yeah. your, uh, seeing someone you believe should get his number retired, seeing it actually happen. So congrats to one- everybody. He is one of my favorites, so I, I was happy to see him get it. So that's uh, well-deserved. Um, uh, Colorado has closed within one point of the Blues in the division and the conference. Uh, they're 8-1-1 one, one in the last 10, one, five straight. Uh, we're 3-5-2 in our last 10. Uh, Colorado has jumped out to a plus 46 in goal differential. 
Uh, we've slipped to plus 18 with our current slide. Uh, Colorado has torn it up a bit uh, against a rather easy schedule this month, so that's helped them. And uh, we've struggled so far, so uh, our 10-point lead that we had not too long ago was 11-point lead even, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, has quickly evaporated in a matter of uh, just like five, six, eight games. Um, so are you, I mean, not to talk too much about this, we we, we do play the Kings, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, I mean, sorry, uh, tomorrow night, uh, 9 p.m. Uh, they're fourth in the Pacific, 4-4-2 four, four, and two in the last 10. Lost their last game to Minnesota for nothing. And uh, Colorado plays Washington tomorrow. So there's a couple games in action that we'll, we'll yeah. be concerned about. Yeah, we could quickly be back up to five points apart. Three. Three. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. we're one up now. Look at my math. Right? Yeah, and you know and they, have a, they have a game in hand, too, yeah. so there's that. Yeah, well, let's face but, it. I was going to say, let, let, let's face it that, that you know, the Blues built up that massive lead uh, right around the All-Star break. What was it eight points, ten points? That um, the ten or eleven point lead on Colorado. One we time. Yeah. we knew that uh, whether you want to admit it or not, all Blues fans knew they weren't going to run away with this division with a twenty point lead. It's right. They were bound no. to have some struggles. So the fact that they are not that far ahead anymore doesn't bother me. It's just a matter of hey, you know what? You had your cushion. The cushion's gone. Let's see you start playing some hockey again. It. Right. Yeah. Is this is this the you know what pushes the team to say, you know what, this isn't getting it done, let's let's turn it around. You know, the that the cushion disappearing. And, you know, another thing, you know, the the competition, Washington is a, a tougher game, I would say, than the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, not that uh, the Knights are slouches, but uh also, Colorado suffered a pretty significant injury, um, so might be easier to contain one line instead of two. Nazem Kadri out mm, yeah. for Nazem Kadri. Nazem Kadri <laughs> out yeah. for a period of weeks, not days, according to I, Jared Bednar. And I'm not even I'm not even uh, overly concerned about the way other teams are playing. I, I just. I want the Blues to kind of tighten up things on their end, uh, goaltending-wise. Uh, actually, to be honest, a few games during this stretch, they played really well, and they just yeah. couldn't get the win. Um, which, you talked I mean, about it last that, week, the, the yeah, Vancouver's and, and Edmonton's games. Yeah, that happens. And, and I'm not so. And it's not like they're playing terrible hockey. They're just not. You know, they, they, they've played a few good games in the uh, in the well, past 10, and they weren't able to get a win, and they didn't play that great in a few others, and they lost. So it's, right. it, it, And it, right now, their offense right. is from their defense. Right, their offense their defense. Uh, they're not getting the, the, the production from their best players up front like they had been. Um, and the goaltending is not where it was either. So uh, Bennington's got to be a little bit better. Um, and he's looked great at times, um, but then he allows one that's, I mean, you know, sometimes it's a softie, sometimes it's not, sometimes it's just one that's just uh, bad luck. I've seen a lot of that, a lot of bad puck luck lately too. Uh, I don't know. We'll, uh, we'll see. I, 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 they've got time to uh, kind of fix things, but we'll see how it goes. We, we didn't break down the Dallas game, but I felt like early on especially, there was a power play in the first period the Stars had that Bennington – looked phenomenal. I mean, all the good saves we saw him make in the playoffs, that was the Bennington we saw. 
he made, I think, three ridiculously across-the-crease saves that he had no business making. And so it was, okay, here we go. This is the Jordan Bennington we know and love. But then he gives up that that weak overtime goal. And so it's but but like you said, Kurt, and and, and I think that this is what's lost in 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 a in a goalie uh slump is he's still having those spurts where he looks like a great goalie. And he's still playing those great moments of they need him to step up here. Let's see if he does it. And he does. But then there's still those times where it's, yeah, he probably could have had that one. So you just have to yeah. hope. And, and again, as long as that's there, that he's still playing those great moments, I think he's going to be fine. And and he's going to be able to pull himself out of it. It's just a matter of when is that going to happen. Uh, I'm not. Uh, the only thing that uh, I'm maybe a little concerned about is the workload for Bennington because uh, he he the first half of the season he played a lot of games um and uh played a lot of games in the office i mean the playoffs uh this is the most games he's played in this this amount of time since he came up so uh you know i'm not sure if fatigue is playing a factor with him at all um we'll see i if that is the case hopefully Allen gets some more starts and uh uh so he can kind of ride his ship a little bit if that's the case um, and thankful, thankfully that Allen is playing better this year than he has in the past. And, uh, although he's kind of struggled a little bit lately too, um, not as much as Bennington though, but yeah, I, but they've got him to fall back on. So if this was last year, Allen, uh, before Ruby took over, um, we'd be kind of screwed because you'd, you'd be playing, you'd, you wouldn't be giving Allen as many starts and Bennington would get beginning more starts. And then he'd have a ton more games under his belt, and he might be more fatigued. So then, what do you do? No, you call you 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 trade Allen. You bring up somebody else to give him a relief. I guess I don't know. Yeah, <clears throat> but who are you gonna bring up? Huso? Yeah, I, um, yeah, he's not playing well this year either. Again, right? So that's that's another enigma. Is Huso? It's like what the hell happened to him? He was, I mean, he was progressing nicely, and then last year he kind of just fell apart, fell off the table. And there was year, there thing. was a small part of me that was hoping over the summer they would move him just because it's well we're hoping we got something here in Bennington and obviously we're gonna have Allen back up so if Bennington's a starter for ten years we don't need Billy Huso and but the problem is the goalie market is so oversaturated that what are you going to get for a top goalie prospect at this point you know I mean I know you can I don't get think something. Is he a top goalie prospect anymore? And that's the thing. I think at this point he's probably not. No, I, and and that's probably what was feeding into your desire to trade him is <laughs> you could still argue gray area, right? In the off season, he'll rebound, whatever. Right. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Anderson says, uh, "Do you guys think we could uh, be underestimating Bo's importance to our D, and that we may struggle more than you're th- we're thinking?" Just worried, but also know you guys watch and know more. <laughs> um, I don't know about that. We don't know no, more but, than you, Jimmy. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I'm not saying that if we got Marco Scandella that he would be a, you know, a one-for-one replacement. I'm just saying who could we possibly bring in? Because, I mean, go back to the Stanley Cup Finals last year and how dominant Bomeister and Pareko were. Oh, and great and they, yeah. they are our shutdown pairing right now. 
Yeah. Right. You, know, yeah. It, I, you I, don't his, have that with anybody else. No. And uh, so guys like Pareko will have to step up. I mean, I mean, he's he's had a great year. But Pareko's been our best player yeah. the last five games. I'm just saying, defensively, he's had he's been fantastic this mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. Um, and he's starting to score some goals now too. But, but how much of that is chemistry with a partner? Yeah, I don't know. I, that that remains to be seen. So we'll, we'll we will find out. Uh, I and I I think Joe Bome, Jay Bomeister is kind of a calming presence back there mm-hmm. um, on on defense. So um, it remains to be seen how the team is going to react to that. They could rally around Bomeister, like a win it for Jay Bo kind of a thing, or uh, or they could let it, uh, uh, or they could be kind of like out discombobulated for a while or out of sync of sorts. Right. No. So it depends how they, I, that's it, a good question. It was, you know, it, it was an emotional trauma yeah. that they suffered yesterday. Well, and it, it, it makes me think too, back a couple of years ago for me, uh, when the blues got Zabinik Mahalik at the trade deadline, I was ecstatic because I thought there is one of the best offensive defensemen in the NHL. He is going to stabilize that defense. He did not work out for the Blues at all. So sitting here and saying, yeah, Marco Scandella, yeah, Alec Martinez, bring these guys in. They're going to make it work. It's all about chemistry, especially I feel like chemistry on defense is more important than chemistry on offense. I feel like if you don't gel with your partner, since there's only two of you out there, that could really hurt things. And if you're just going to plop him in in Bo Meester's spot, that may not work. So it really is yeah. just a matter of finding the right fit for somebody who can play with Pareko. Oh, I, that's uh, I've got no more topics for this show. Uh, we they, they uh, we mentioned they do play uh, Vegas uh, in Vegas uh, tomorrow night, nine p.m. Uh, Central Time. That's Thursday for you listening, or tonight for you listening tomorrow on the podcast or or on YouTube. Um, or and if you're listening tonight, Friday, if this you're show in the already East happened. Coast. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh. um, I think we'll add, uh, hey, everybody, uh, make sure you pay attention to the giveaway we mentioned at the beginning of the show. If you forgot what that was, check us out on social media. We have it posted everywhere. So uh, yeah. join the forum, and, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll uh, – we've gotten some great responses already. Yeah, oh, I know, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, go to uh, – for, for those of you in the YouTube chat, uh, uh, again, um, letsgoblues.com. Go to the forums, and uh, there's a post in there about the giveaway, the uh, All-Star Game Rally Towel and uh, the uh, Blues Mashup Stag Beer stickers. So we're giving some of those away, and uh, so follow the instructions. Uh, give us a post about your best blues story or whatever, and uh, we'll check it out, and we'll pick a winner. should be fun. That then, uh, will... we, do have another, we do have another giveaway coming after that as well. So we're going to continue this whole giveaway thing so make sure you and, stay tuned with us and we actually give stuff away that we say we're we going do. to is that a novel concept do. that's a novel it's concept crazy right? to think i know that we that we announce giveaways and we actually send our listeners that stuff yeah when we have stuff to sell we we sell it and we send it out when we give it we have giveaways we 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 actually pick a winner and give it away and right. mail it out to somebody we Kirk, give away more of... than blocks <laughs> Kurt, can you think of um, anyone else on Blue's Twitter that uh, does giveaways that would actually send people stuff? Maybe that Blue's actu- Hockey Podcast, right? Uh, do, they do, they do, do they do giveaways? Do they? I think they do. I don't know. 
Uh, anybody who doesn't. Who doesn't give away things? That says they're going to? Says they're going to give away. They take pictures of their items and then. Yeah, they got so much of the stuff. They've got so much of it, they're going to give it all away, but then we never hear anything after that. Does that happen? I mean, only the biggest douchebag would do something like that, right? Exactly. (laughs) Someone who's uh, blocked most of game time. And let's go blues radio. Apparently, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yep, yep. That's and that's the that's the kind of person that person is. Oh man, I'm I, I gotta say I'm buzzing at this point. <laughs> You're buzzing. Well, I've only had one beer, so I'm not buzzing. Uh, Don't steal the spotlight here, Bill. <laughs> anyhow, anywho, that'll wrap up uh, episode 52 of season eight of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, which we do not charge for, by the way. Unlike some other people. Who charges for a podcast? Who does that? Charge Screw money for a podcast. You, Jackman and right. That's like charging money for the paper <laughs> onion on the street. It's like it's just free, right? It's supposed yeah. to be free. Yeah. Uh, uh. What the hell? We're not Ken Jennings. No, no, no. <laughs> Charging for a podcast. Give me a break. Uh, the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube chat during the live show. We hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone, let's go blues and uh, get well soon, J-Bo Meester. Get well, J-Bo. Get well, J-Bo. Let's go blues. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? only just begun, they're on their way to number one, now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The Blues are on the ice tonight again, they're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score, they are quite a hockey team, my friends.